Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I'm your host, Steve Lashuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's episode, it is just me as a reminder on Mondays are the interview episodes where I have a guest on who has some sort of specialty in fitness, health, medical, or business. Maybe they're a personal trainer, maybe they're a physician, maybe they're a business expert or tax specialist. Uh, maybe there's some sort of business or marketing expert and uh, social media platform. And they come on and they give us actions and insights and tips as to how to better our business or how to better ourselves from a physical or psychological standpoint. Today is just me. On Thursdays, I talk about something that is either trending in the fitness, health, medical, or business industries or listener questions. And that's what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to take some listener questions. Typically, I have my assistant just pick them out randomly, and I don't actually know what they are. Today, I did not do that. So I know what the three questions are. I picked them out specifically. I, I don't necessarily have an answer in my head. I'm just going to answer off the cuff, but I did pick the questions out. First question here. Steve, if you could explain one thing to a new person entering the fitness journey, entering their fitness journey, what would it be? Uh, well, I don't think I would have just one thing, so I might have to cheat here and, and pick a few. But uh, the first I would say is work with a personal trainer at least once to make sure if you're brand new that your plan is in concert with your goals. I see so many times that people just don't understand. They want to do six different things and it's impossible. Unless you're a gymnast, unless you have like, you know, a mixed martial artist uh, full time, unless you have six hours a day to dedicate to the gym, you can't have these crazy goals that conflict with one another because what's going to happen is it's, it's almost like having eight buckets and, you know, instead of filling one bucket, you're just putting a little bit in all these buckets. So you'll hear people say things to the extent to like, I want to get much stronger, but I also want to lose eight pounds. And then I also want to be like leaner and have an eight pack. But, you know, I also want to be able to run, you know, six miles in a, you know, under 40 minutes. It's like, you can't do all of these things. It's impossible. You don't have enough time. I always make a golf analogy. If I go to the golf range and I only have 30 minutes, it's like, I can't, you can't work on your short game and your driver and your long irons in the same 30 minutes. You have to pick one thing out. I have to say, okay, I'm going to just do short game today. I'm just going to do this. And that, that's that's sort of a microcosm of, of how this, this fitness works is that you're not going to be able to do all these things. You have to narrow down your goal. If it, What is your goal? Is it vanity? That's fine. To let your personal trainer know that and they'll develop a program around how you look good because that's not the same as strength and that's not the same as weight loss, right? These are all different things. Is your goal weight loss? You just want to see a different number on the scale? Well, I would try to talk you out of that. But if that's your num- if that's what you have to do, make sure that your plan provides that for you because, you know, strength, strength training might not be what is best for you at that time. If maybe you enjoy Olympic lifting, that's not what you want to do if, if, if weight loss is your goal. So, Make sure that your plan coincides with your goals. Don't just think you can do a little bit of everything and get to your goal. That's not how it works. You have to be really hyper-focused on in one area if you have a short-term goal. Now, I would also try to convince you out of that and say, think more about the long-term goals. Just be just be thinking about long-term health and wellness and do all the right things and you will and you'll meet all those goals down the road years from now. But if you're someone who who is jumping into the fitness industry and you do, you you feel like you're motivated by one small, shorter term goal, have somebody review your plan so that you're not just, you're not doing this for no reason. The second here would be, I I know they just asked for one thing, but that catching point happens for someone who's just entering into their fitness or health journey or weight loss journey. At some point, you're going to enjoy it. You're not going to it first. Most people do not enjoy it at first. You don't enjoy going to the gym. You don't enjoy dieting. You don't enjoy any of this stuff, but you get addicted to it. Hopefully not in a bad way, but hopefully one day you look at it as the gym is fun. You need it both from a cathartic perspective to just like expel any negativity psychologically and physically from you. 
but but also from the the perspective of just bettering yourself and knowing that I got this workout done with, I earned this, this was a great day, and you feel better, uh, you know, both from an endorphins perspective and again, like I said, a psychological perspective from achieving this. At some point, you get that aha moment, that catching point, like Dr. Prologo talked about, obesity medicine specialist and interventional radiologist who was on my podcast, who talked about who wrote the book. The catching point. It does get easier. A lot of us love it. I can't. I can't not go to the gym. Okay, so much so that it ruins my. It ruins my week if I don't get there three or four times. And if you're someone starting your fitness journey, and you, you have to understand that, and someone needs to explain that to you, you are going to enjoy this eventually. Okay. Question number two: How do you combat burnout as a trainer? Do you work less hours or just push through? I'm only two years into this, and although I'm lucky to have a full schedule, I'm also exhausted. The scheduling, the energy, no time between sessions. I'm burnt out already. Help me. Uh, I've talked about this before on a podcast with Meg Letty, who was a PA and she dedicated her life to just a podcast about burnout. I've talked about burnout many occasions from, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, physicians who go through burnout much quicker than personal trainers, actually, because at least personal trainers, you know, when, when you look at happiness in a job, typically they look at a few different things. Number one is autonomy. Do, do I have like decision-making in, in my job. And personal trainers, typically you do, right? I, I get to pick out all the different exercises my clients do. I, I actually get to pick out my clients. If I don't want to work with someone, I'm not going to work with them, right? So I have a lot, I have extreme autonomy and decision-making in my job. The second is obviously, if you like the people that you work around, whether that is your colleagues and or your bosses, personal training, you don't always get to choose that. But I, you know, I found throughout my career that I've, I've had good colleagues and good bosses, um, and third is, are you making a difference? And yeah, personal trainers are typically, we're making a difference too, right? So we have all, we have the sort of the three pillars that really mean a lot. We're also making a difference, but you know, physicians and people in the medical industry don't typically have that, right? They don't, they don't always know their bosses, these, these CEOs and pencil pushers, uh, who don't really help them. They don't have autonomy over decision-making. A lot of times they're handcuffed by insurance as, as far as what they're going to do by just, you know, methods that are currently proven. Maybe they can't go outside of the, the whatever the, the current prescription is for one diagnosis and they don't get to pick which patients they see. They just come through the door. So, so that makes it harder. So although you know, we can both see a lot of people in one given day, personal trainers as opposed to people in the health, excuse me, the, the medical industry, they don't have any control over that. So you should be glad if you're a personal trainer, you have a lot of control over the things that you do, but that doesn't make a difference. I know that the one thing that sort of ruins all of that is if you're just psychologically and physically, I should say, actually more physically just run down because you're working so many hours. And there's a few things you can do. Number one, if you're a personal trainer, you can start to Put those clients together. If I have two moms, both in their early 30s with similar goals, find a way to put them together and tell them you're doing them a favor by charging them less. So if they, you charge them $60 each an hour, charge them $40 each an hour and make them make them work together for an hour. Now you're making $20 more in that hour and you get to free one hour up throughout your day, right? Do, working in these small groups or what I call PGT, private group trainings, between two and five people are great, or even just larger versions of that. I've had some with 10 or 15 people uh, where I was considered my specialty. That's what I was good at. So I upcharged for it. And I made a ton of money in that particular hour. Uh, that's what you're going to have to start doing. You can't just do session by session, one person by one person charging 50, 60, $70 an hour. You're going to have to start grouping people together and then charging less for them individually, but altogether you're getting more per hour. In addition to that, you can start 
I know this doesn't help for everybody, but what I started doing is is expanding the 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 days that I worked, but taking the hours down. So I started actually working on the weekends, just on Saturday, and I would take maybe five or six of my sessions and I would move them to Saturday. That just made my weeks a little bit easier and lighter, so that I can do stuff during the weeks. It doesn't necessarily work for everybody. The next thing I will say is, if you do a good job, if your clients like you, if you have a full book, that means they do. Cut your session shorter and don't don't take a pay cut. Tell them, hey, listen. I can no longer do 55, 60 minute sessions. I'm doing these sessions back to back to back. I, I hope you understand that I just, I don't have enough time to prepare for my next client and get a bite to eat and do all these and do what I have to do. So because of that, I'm cutting my sessions to 45 minutes. So having these 45 minute sessions instead of 60 minute sessions, but still charging the same allows you to go check your phone, to go relax, to go make a phone call, to go get a bite to eat, go get a protein bar, go get some fruit, and then sort of not only get re-energized from a physical standpoint, but also from a psychological standpoint, take a deep breath. I would say shorten your session times. That also helps with burnout. If your clients, if you do a good job for your clients, they are not going to care. They're going to also want to help you because you help them so much from a physiological and a psychological standpoint, they're going to want to help you. If you say, Hey, I just need 10 minutes less than we usually do. I will create your warm up for you or whatever stretch routine you have to do afterwards. I will create that for you in a document. So you can still consider that we're working together. I'm just not right with you at any given time. The third question here is, uh, what AI tools do you use for your business and are they free? I actually decided after I read this question to make a quick reel about this and released it. I used two AI tools. One was very recently I just came about, uh, just came upon. It's called Munch, M-U-N-C-H. Basically what it does is I can enter in, if you do any sort of long form video, uh, for me, I can I do really long form videos and in, in like for a podcast, they're up to an hour, sometimes my interviews. I can upload that into Munch. Munch will then search the internet. It will it will transcribe my podcast so it knows the words I've said. It will then search the internet for words I've said consecutively that are SEO relevant. So for example, let's go ahead and say uh, I did an episode on, you know, functional mushrooms. It looked through that episode and it saw that I was talking at one point about, you know, whatever, uh, uh, this certain kind of functional mushroom. And it goes, okay, that's that's sort of trending. So we can work with that. And it cut the clip automatically, right? They say I cut the clip and it put the captions on and it does these, you know, very cool modern Instagram-y captions with the proper fonts and um, and it creates the clip for me. It created 10 clips from that podcast for me that were all SEO relevant, right? Which, with, again, what that means is it, it searched the internet for terms that are trending with high volume that people are also searching for and it just, it cut those clips out for me. And that was just a great program. It saves you so much time if you're a content creator trying to splice together and make videos. Not only are you going to have some SEO help to know which videos should be best, not just picking videos out on your own because you liked it or because you look good, but it talks about a relevant topic that people are searching for, which is going to help you trend. But also it just saves you time not having to be an expert in video and editing, just plugging your video into there and letting Munch do the rest. The next program is uh, copychat.ai and no, excuse me, copymatic.ai. So copymatic.ai is essentially like chat GPT, but it's a more advanced version. And for long form writing, like blogs or articles, you can just type in whatever you want to write about. Say, I want to write about the 12 best exercises for biceps and it will write, it will write the article for you. Now, uh, it will check if it's plagiarized. It will tell it a lot of times the article is not that great. So you're going to have to edit it out and write on your own, but it gives you good general outlines on what to write about and it shows you kind of what's trending and what's, what people are looking for and what other people are writing about to give you an idea of what to write about. So that could be good also for people who want to make videos and reels 
Uh, it just it just gives you some extra content to think about when you're trying to design things. AI is a tireless worker. Hire it, please. <laughs> it, ne- it 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 it's not going to quit on you. It's not going to tell you it's tired. It's not going to get burnt out like we just talked about. That all uh, comes full circle here. It's going to keep working in the background. And it's not expensive. So if you're somebody who's in the fitness and health and medical industry and you have online businesses, you have to use AI to help your businesses. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.